Rather than me preaching at you all by myself, I've got uh, four different perspectives that I want to talk with you about regarding aspects of discipleship. So our three contestants today, I mean panelists, are someone who's uh, been working in construction for a number of years, has a wife and two adult kids, saved at um, 32 years old, and uh, is currently serving as an elder in our church. Welcome, Ken May. Our second uh, panelist has been um, active in long-term care as an activity coordinator, saved at 35 years old, has seven grandkids and six great-grandkids, Colleen Salmon, going to help us today. And uh, finally, this person is a teacher, was saved at 15 years old, breaking the trend, uh, is an author, international speaker, and she's married to me. <laughs> and we have three kids and one almost grandkid. Welcome, Kim Blackaby. So the topic today that we're going to be talking about is prayer. And, uh, you know, when we're talking about discipleship, prayer and God's Word, um, evangelism, missions, there's a lot of different things that come up. But uh, sometimes you tune out when you hear these things because you've heard it all before. And uh, maybe you don't particularly relate to the speaker or the, the topic or whatever it is. So what I thought is if we could cover... Uh, some tried and true discipleship methods, such as uh, growing a prayer, but get four different perspectives from four people who have had different journeys, maybe uh, we would hear some things today that would be new to us, challenging. My, my challenge to the panel was be uh, inspirational, uh, informative, and encouraging to our congregation. So in terms of prayer, uh, I'm going to ask them a, a bunch of questions, and then we're more supposed to be having like a conversation around my living room and uh, just chatting about prayer. So I'm going to ask, just throw out the question, uh, who would like to answer, what, what do you say is the purpose of prayer in the first place? Why bother? God loves relationships, so he wants us to be in communion with him. That's, that's the best reason I can think of, because he asks us to. There's so many people that just don't ever have time to pray, and they just you don't get around to it, or it's not part of their life, it's not a regular part. Um, what other things happen? What would you say is the purpose of prayer? Anything different from what Ken said? Well, I just agree with him that it's, it's about creating that loving union with Christ, and that's how we hang out with him. That's how we spend mm -hmm. time with him. That's how we yeah. learn to hear his voice. That's how we get aligned with his plans and purposes for our lives. Um, if you don't spend that time in stillness and silence, Jesus, Mark 135, rose up a great while before day, went out to a solitary place and prayed over and over and over. That was his regular pattern because he needed, that's all part of that abiding relationship. When you're connected to the vine, you can't be unless you have some time where you're silent and um, in solitude, alone, present before the Lord. However long, however short that time is, um, it's essential. Just to follow up with that, uh, I noticed that um, well, there's different ideas of how Christ came. Was he fully God, fully man? But his prayer times seemed to shape him in terms of understanding his Father's will. When he went to choose his disciples, he spent the whole night before praying 
Uh, what do you think was going on with the, between Jesus and his father during his prayer times? Any thoughts on that? Well, I think that um, when we ask, and I think he was asking, and I think we're heard as he was heard and directed and supported by his heavenly father. Amen. There's a, there's a thought that... Um, that Jesus came to know his Father's will in that time of prayer. He wouldn't have known even that Zacchaeus was up a tree in Jericho had he not spent time with his father ahead of time, or the woman at the well, or being prepared to answer the woman caught in adultery thrown at his feet to, to judge her. Had he not spent time in prayer ahead of time, he wouldn't have had the answers or the, the thought on how to proceed with each of these people. It's like God, I think, gave him ahead of time a wisdom that he needed for the, for the coming day um, Colleen, I'm going to ask you, how has prayer shaped your understanding of God? Well, I think mainly it has made me realize the absolute power and love and that he has for us. He, um, we can communicate with the God of the universe who created everything with a prayer. And um, for me, it has just... Been, been a miracle, like I say, and um, my my first attempt at prayer was before I was a Christian. Mm-hmm. I sent a desperate pray, prayer for my children, mm-hmm. um, and I at that point acknowledged that there was sin in my life and that I didn't want them to go terribly wrong because of choices I'd made, and mm-hmm. it was a process after that, but I know he heard that prayer. Mm-hmm. I read that uh, prayer opens our eyes to see what God sees. Uh, if we're not in prayer, we just see the world as it is, but we don't understand. When Jesus says the kingdom of God is among you, he's saying there's something going on spiritually that we are totally um, unaccustomed to, we're, un, uh, we're dis, uh, disengaged from. Until we pray, God begins to reveal the things around us that are he's doing, he's up to, and it's like an invitation for us to join him. Uh, Oswald Chambers says, by our prayers, we come to know what God's mind is. Ken, how has prayer changed you? Um, Kim? I'll say Ken. Ken Ken or Kim. I'll get back to Kim. (laughs) Well, yeah, it it brings us into alignment. It brings me into alignment, Mm -hmm. I believe, with with his will. Um, It at least opens my my heart and soul to to that happening. Mm -hmm. So... um, yeah, bringing, bringing things before him, I just, it's also humbling, right? It, it brings us into a proper um, position before him, allowing him to speak into situations uh, in our life, whether they're big or small. Uh, can, Kim? Uh, yeah, it's, uh, well, it's definitely helped me to be more aware of God's presence in my life. Um, it's calmed me. It brings me peace. It centers me. If I stop in the middle of my day and just take that moment, and it's like I'm reminding myself God is present with me. He has, um, he's at work around me. It, uh, it has, at times, as I just kind of pick up with what Ken said, um, it's like at times emotion will well up in me that I wouldn't normally be emotional about. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's like God helps me understand what's on his heart and what he really cares about. And I'll find myself being led as I'm taking time to pray, 
and just this incredible emotion will well up. And I'm just like, where is that coming from? And uh, some people might use the terminology, God put something on my heart or stirred my heart or whatever. But that's kind of what's happening. And, and it will be like a pressing burden. And I'll just know God has directed me to pray into that. Um, prayer has definitely changed um, uh, like my character. That's one of the ways God transforms us to be more like Christ is, is when we're coming before him, when we're processing our stuff with him, when we're inviting him into um, my emotions, my anger, my frustration, whatever that is, um, God can uh, like start working on the inside and doing that renewing of the mind and transforming me um, into be more like him. Uh, I read a quote that says, we become like those we spend the most time with. Mm-hmm. And if we are easily offended or quick to get our feelings hurt or go on the attack whenever we face criticism, we are not spending much time with God in prayer. Our heart changes when we pray and we begin to see others as God sees them and we can keep the most important things out front rather than letting petty things get in the way. I guess that for me, the prayer um, looking at others through what God sees uh, changes my approach to other people. And I realized that maybe the person is not just an offensive person or maybe just not a loudmouth person, just not annoying. Maybe God is doing something in their heart and really stirring up. Maybe they're just unsettled and spiritually inside and they need direction. They need guidance or prayer too. And uh, it's fascinating to see how when you say, can I pray with you, how all of a sudden everything changes in the conversation. Yeah. They're going, oh, oh like you're going to bring God into this? I'm going, yeah, well, I think, I think he's needed about right now. Mm-hmm. Can I pick up one thing? Like, Jesus said to pray for our enemies. And when you actually follow that and obey that, um, those people, enemies, those people that seem to be wanting to do you harm, you know, in some way coming against you, um, that changes you. It does. It changes your heart. It changes your um, perspective on people and who the real enemy is behind the difficult person in your life. Um, and it, I've seen God transform relationships that I thought could never, like there was, we were never going to be able to reconcile. Uh, I've seen God do some miraculous things because I chose to pray for my enemies, bless those who persecute me, you know, and, and so on. So anyway. I totally agree with that. Mm-hmm. I've had that experience as well. Yeah. And it changes me yeah. as well. Amen. It changes yeah. me. So... My thoughts are not going to go tracking back to whatever I felt hurt or, you know, yeah. wounded by. That stops and you just, it's just a whole different way And of it's miraculous because it you know miraculous. it doesn't come from you, exactly. right? Yeah. yeah. So let me ask you, is prayer something that is planned for the same time every day in your life or is it more fluid uh, happening throughout the day? Do you have a regular set prayer time that you faithfully every, do every day or... Is it more meandering? <laughs> well, I do, I do have a somewhat set time. Uh, my schedule is pretty flexible, so that time does vary. But in the morning, that's my favorite thing to do is grab my coffee and sit down with my Bible and, and pray first. I want him to open my eyes uh, to, to the Word. Um, so that's, I won't say religious, but it's sort of a little bit, uh, there's a bit of a pattern to that mm-hmm. part of my prayer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then throughout the day, there's things that happen all the time that, uh, that God just, I, I believe he puts people's people onto my mind. And mm-hmm. 
I'll start praying for them, and sometimes I'll then send them a message and mm-hmm. say, hey, I don't know, don't know why, but uh, God put you on my heart today, so praying for you. And Yeah, so there's situations all the time. Uh, and then, of course, there's those times when you get cut off, and you might uh, think or, or even say things that you, you wish you hadn't said, and then there's an immediate turn to prayer and, and ask for forgiveness. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it happens throughout the day for mm-hmm. me. Colleen, what about you? Yes, it's for me, um, I don't usually have a totally set time, but I try in the morning is my favorable, favorable time. Uh, I do pray many times during the day, and very similar to what Ken said, I, um, I find that it just seems to calm me. I don't then get so many things going on in my head, thinking perhaps I should try and act on this, that, or the other thing. It, 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 things that are out of my control. So it just takes me to God, and then I have peace. Mm-hmm. Kim, I know your schedule, but what happens, what's prayer like in your life? Um, it varies. There's been times in my life where I've been much more um, uh, set and, uh, I won't say rigid, but much more uh, specific times. Um, but prayer for me happens all the time. There's so many different kinds of prayer. There's that moment-by-moment prayer in the midst of a situation. Um, I try to start my day with um, not so much coming with a prayer list to God, but just settling to myself before the Lord, inviting him in, recognizing his presence with me in the day, and asking him to guide and direct me. So I I try to start my day that way, and I try to end my day with um, reflecting on the day. So I have times where, you know, at the end of my day where I kind of reflect on the day and, and uh, ask forgiveness, where I feel like, Lord, I wasn't, I wasn't calling, I wasn't like walking in your way in that area or being grateful, being thankful, looking for where God was at work in my day. But, um, but then there's also those desperate, and I learned this when I was teaching inner city school in Winnipeg years ago, um, that prayer just didn't happen, you know, over here in my prayer closet, in my set, you know, discipline time of prayer. I needed it, like, throughout the day. And that's where I really learned to pray in the moment and saw God be that Psalm 46. He is a real and present help. And, and like, a thought would come into mind, a question, an answer, a creative idea of how to deal with a child that was not managing well, um, that was beyond my ability to cope with. So, uh, yeah, so prayer looks very different. And then there's those times, when I call those times of contending prayer. You might call it intercessory prayer. It's those, those battle prayers. It's like where you are like just calling on God to work his will in a particular situation where you're just crying out to God. And those are some pretty intense focused prayers. And they don't happen at a set time every day, but as God leads. I think I'm hearing a theme as we're talking here about how God directs our prayer. It's not so much us coming in charge. This is what I'm going to pray for. And God, you're going to do what I want to do. It's coming before God and listening to what is on his heart and, um, and sticking with those things that he has called me to pray for um, and battling it out because there's work to be done. There's work in prayer. It's not just a nice, warm, fuzzy thing we do to feel good about ourselves or to get God to do what we want to do. Um, he is inviting us to participate in some pretty intense things that are going on sometimes in the heavenly realms. And when we take that seriously... Um, we see powerful things happen. The book of James, it says, are any of you suffering hardship? You should pray. 
Are any of you happy? You should sing praises. Are any of you sick? You should call on the elders of the church to come and pray over you, anointing you with oil in in the name of the Lord. Such a prayer offered in faith will heal the sick, and the Lord will make you well. And if you have committed any sins, you'll be forgiven. Confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. I'm going to ask uh, Ken, what what role does faith play in prayer? Um, Yeah. Faith that he'll answer the prayers. Yeah. Well, the fact that God asks us to petition him and, and, to, and to speak to him and bring our petitions to him, clearly he, he, there's a purpose for that. Uh, he wants to um, bless us. Um, again, as long as our, our heart is aligned with, with his, then uh, he, he wants to answer prayers. Now, I've found in, in my life he... He answers prayers a lot, just not always the way I thought or mm-hmm. the way I imagined. I might have been a little <laughs> bit specific with my prayer. Uh, I've mentioned to you sometimes about those. I've got lots of examples. But um, where he would he'd be like, okay. Or I figured out afterwards that, oh, he's answered that prayer when I think about it later. But it's like, that's not what I meant. But I see how much better your way is. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing to me so and if i hadn't brought it to prayer it maybe would have went my way but that i knew later that that wasn't as good as it could have been so when the, you're as an elder just to say when, when we have people come to the front and they say i like to be you know prayed over for healing i like anointing with oil uh is the oil magic or like uh should we just give uh oil to all the people in the church and uh let them douse themselves and be healed all the time what, what is the point of uh, anointing with oil? And um, what is it that actually heals people? Well, it's, it's symbolism for, for starters. And uh, again, it's an act of obedience. So there's things that we need to do to allow that to happen. But the first question that I'll, I'll ask anybody uh, if we're in a situation like that is, is where are you in your walk? What, have you given your life to Christ? Because there's no power in the oil. It's not about that. Mm. Uh, Along those lines, too, I'm still going to stick with you, Ken. Um, What would you say are some hindrances to getting answers to your prayer? What would stop God from following through with something we ask for? Probably a lot, but the biggest one is that we're not walking with him or that we're we're in some sort of deliberate sin, that uh, we're not... Following his ways, we're not being obedient in some way. Maybe he's called us to something, and and he's waiting for us to obey him. So he's like, you know what? So I see it. If you're not if you're not going to do it my way, why, you know, how am I going to go on your little journey here? Let's mm-hmm. let's do it the way I've said and the way I've set it up. Listen to what I'm saying. So I think those are some of the hindrances. There's probably quite a few more. But yeah, anything you want to add, uh, Colleen, Kim? Well, I think that's true, and I think we just need to do some self-examination as well. You know, just ask them to show us if we're not, if we're having uh, prayers that are not being answered the way we would like to have them. Uh, Sometimes for long term, maybe there's something that we need to change in the way we're approaching things. I... 
you know, just in terms of unanswered prayer, that's, that's tricky for me because when I think unanswered prayer, it sounds like God didn't answer me. He didn't do what I wanted him to do. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas I see more as that, like, sometimes we're waiting on God. Sometimes we're struggling through prayer. We just keep coming through. We're not seeing the result. Maybe that's, you know, a better word um, that we would like to see. But I learned long ago to stop praying the answer to God because I can come up with a solution to this particular situation. And I can be pretty specific. God, I want to see you do this, 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 or bring this person to that person, or whatever. Um, and instead, I come to the Lord and say, God, here's the situation. What's, what's going on? What are you going to do about, like, how do you want me to pray into this situation? And God, what is your answer? And sometimes he's actually revealed to me this is how I'm going to, or, or he said, you know, um, like a particular person who was struggling with cancer, and, you know, those are tough prayers to pray, because our hearts cry is, you know, God, we pray for healing, we pray you would do this miraculous work, but not our will, right, we know you've got bigger things going on, and he very clearly revealed to me, no, you keep praying, and you gather women to pray, because I'm going to do something, and he did. Now, years later, the cancer came back, and that was a different answer that time. But the first time I knew what he said, and, and I just want to say something, like, you know, there is power when God's people gather to pray. We're talking about all kinds of prayer, and each one of us up here have been a part of, you know, some seeing God work powerfully in private prayer, but we've also been a part of seeing God work when God's people gather yes. to pray. And when God has called me to pray with individuals for specific reasons, um, there was, I had a prayer partner some years ago, and we gathered like it was about her marriage. I thought it was all about her marriage. I didn't realize what God was going to be doing in both our marriage. That was a breakthrough. It was a transformational time. I had no idea what God was going to do just because we met once a week. And we prayed about all kinds of things. But God led us in all kinds of places because we just came and were faithful to come before him and watch where he led us in places I never dreamed we'd go. And we look back on that time, like that was a pivotal turning point in our lives. Um, You know, those promises where two or three are gathered, God does amazing things. And if you've got, like, you know, praying for kids that are, that are not walking with the Lord, praying for individuals that are struggling with a certain thing. If God is calling you to gather with a group of people to pray on a specific issue, I guarantee he will do powerful things in you and in the yeah. situation. Amen. How do you pray scripture? Do we get a guaranteed yes <laughs> if we pray scripture? Because God, you promised it, so you have to Amen. do it. All the promises are yes. <laughs> All the promises are yes, but how do, you, how do you take a scripture and pray it back to God? Is, is, is that what I say? Is that... Well, um, we, a number of years ago, when uh, my girls were in middle and high school, uh, a friend of mine and I decided that we need to get together once a week, same mm-hmm. as you, and, and pray for them. And she sat down and said, well, what I think we should do is pray scripture. And I thought, I had never done that, and and I didn't know how to go about it, and I was kind of nervous about it, but I thought, this is a good idea, right? So we started doing it, and basically we we would pick one or two scriptures, and we would go through them slowly, and in each one we would be asking the Lord, what can I do? you know, in a certain situation that was happening with one, a child or, or two. 
and it was very it was really effective and so um, inspiring mm. to us to both of us actually mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you have your thoughts on praying scripture I should try it should try it <laughs> yeah. it's a good idea uh, saying back to God what he's saying to us it's kind of like in, we're in agreement in a situation we're looking for something or you come across a passage in Ephesians and you say I'd, I'd really like that I really like that kind of power in my life. God, like, can you help me to have the power, resurrection power work in me? If you, you said that this, this can happen, what about my family? What, what, would it, what would it look like in my family if that power was available? When my relationships, at my workplace, if I have resurrection power, power for what? To hold my tongue when I should or to, to speak truth when I know I should but I'm too scared or to stand up against injustice? What does it look like? And so when we, when we grab the scripture and we're, we're working through it, God actually, he places verses strategically for that day. When you're reading in your, his word, you'll find a scripture, you're going, wow, ooh, that's a good, how does that work out in my life? And just meditate on that throughout the day and let God work it into your life and in your situations. Uh, do you pray the Lord's Prayer regularly? Why or why not? <laughs> I thought you gave us all the questions ahead of time, but yeah. I don't think that was all. throw a few extras in there. <laughs> well, I do. I won't say regularly, but, but I, I'm brought back to it. I think through my reading, mm-hmm. uh, it brings me back to that. And then um, I certainly like to, to align my prayer with, with the mm-hmm. way Jesus yeah. prayed. It's, uh, well, he did say pray like this, so there's that part mm-hmm. of it, I guess. But yeah, yeah I don't say I, I wouldn't pray... That way all the time, but uh, I definitely come mm. back to it probably monthly at least to be very deliberate in that. Just mm. I feel it re- re- again realigns my uh, my prayer life a little bit more with what He's mm. asking us to do. Okay. Don't want to put you on the spot, but I kind of do, Colleen. And <laughs> I have recently um, read over, and I mean I know the prayer by heart, but read over each line and and thought also the same as Ken expressed that that it's such a good way of doing it and especially if you maybe feel like you're floundering like you're mm. you, maybe you've got a lot on your mind and you you are having trouble getting your thoughts sorted mm. and if you go back and do that prayer and and with your heart it is very very good mm-hmm. I think mm. what do you think Kim <clears throat> Yeah, the Lord's Prayer. Obviously, it's a pattern Jesus gave us. So we need to take mm-hmm. that pretty seriously. Yeah. And I've always seen it as an outline. And, and it's, uh, he's saying, Father, begin with praise, acknowledging who are you talking to? Who is this God you're talking to? And then he, he sandwiches that prayer with that your kingdom come, right? May your will be done. Starting with God's kingdom. God, like, God, you direct this prayer. What, what is going on um, in the heavenlies? What is going on in kingdom level here? May your kingdom come. And then, of course, your, your requests and that forgiveness piece. You know, mm-hmm. for the Lord's Prayer to be a daily prayer, that means daily you're asking forgiveness and you're asking the Lord to help you forgive others. Like, that's, that deals with those relationships. That deals with that stuff, right? And then the, um, the you know, definitely asking for your, your daily needs and, and acknowledging that there's an enemy out there and asking God to keep us safe um, from evil and, 
and to help us in temptation or help us not to fall into temptation. You know, like it, it just covers so many aspects of our lives. So I think it's a great pattern. And, uh, and as Colleen said, sometimes just praying through that prayer, it just grounds you. Um, and if you don't know how to pray, start there. And take every line of that and make that an outline. Expand that to what does that mean in my life. It was interesting when the disciples came to Jesus and said, teach us to pray. Mm-hmm. You know, they saw something in his life that mm-hmm. was missing in their life. And they saw a relationship with the Heavenly Father. You know, I think for the first time, you know, they had prayed to Yahweh uh, all throughout the Old Testament, prayed to this, this God that was bigger than, than anything and miraculous and the, the Red Sea and all these things happened. But Jesus defined a relationship as our Father in heaven. Not just big, mighty, creative God, but our Mm -hmm. Father. Mm -hmm. And he started to demonstrate to them what it looks like to have a relationship with the Father in heaven. And uh, they said, we want that. Show Mm -hmm. us how. And and I think we can still ask the same question. Jesus, teach me to pray. Uh, Show me what it looks like to have a relationship with you. Let me ask you a question. What is the biggest prayer you've ever prayed? It's a little personal, I think. (laughs) Well, I was diagnosed with cancer a couple of years ago, so mm-hmm. lots of prayer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was our privilege to walk with you through that time as mm-hmm. well, to know that you weren't alone, that others were praying with you too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, you know, of course, part of the prayer was that, uh, that it would just miraculously disappear and that wouldn't be yeah. uh, what it was. But um, we also prayed for his will. I believe that's... That's right, because he has a greater way. And um, there's so many moving pieces to the puzzle of the world Mm -hmm. that we're not aware of. So Mm -hmm. try not to be too tunnel visioned with with our own personal Mm -hmm. stuff, but know that uh, no matter what happens, I know where my home is going to be. I know where I was meant for. So that gives me great comfort. But even Mm -hmm. through all the procedures and all that stuff, the amount of um, answered prayer in giving me peace, surrounding me with his love, mm-hmm. that was answered for sure. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah. Colleen, you're next. Okay. Can you, yeah. Um, <clears throat> around 10 years ago, we had a major family crisis, and uh, it was pretty much the most devastating thing that I had ever gone through in my life and it was like that for my husband as well Um, and so at that time there was only one thing to do and that is just beg God to help and without a clue how things were going to shake down um, he answered prayer and there were things like meetings involved and uh, I I found that uh, scriptures, and I know we were prayed for also, that scripture would flood our hearts, and mm. it did. Mm. Um, mm. Certain ones that I hadn't thought of in years just came back over me. Um, in any case, it, it worked out that the situation was resolved in a miraculous way, and has been, still di- there can be still fallout, there can be still difficulties, that, you know, but he, that, that was the deepest, most wrenching prayer I've ever had. And, and he, he did answer that prayer. And I praise mm-hmm. him for that. 
He proved that he's trustworthy. Yes. Yes, very trustworthy, very faithful. And he, that, in all of the answered prayer throughout my Christian walk has built my faith, you know. And, and just to the point where I am at this time in my life, which I'm older, but I just feel that I can, I really trust him that things will be done according to what he would will that they're done, which is good. Kim? I hesitate to ask. <laughs> Change my husband. No, no. It's, um, that's a tricky one. Like, what is a big prayer, right? Because some of them are ongoing. And <clears throat> is it because you prayed the longest? Is it because it's the mm. most difficult thing in your life? Um, I, can't, I can't say there's one big prayer. Like, they've all been, um, you know, times, I, I guess the biggest prayers are just where, where God's met me and very specifically given me guidance and direction, and I knew that I knew what he wanted me to do, um, and, it, uh, and it often came through extended times of prayer. Um, I'm just thinking about another time I gathered together with a group of women. We were seeking uh, direction on a certain thing, and we thought this is why we were there to pray. We were there to figure out direction on this women's ministry issue and stuff like that, um, and God started directing us to pray, at least directing me to pray for repentance. And I thought, well, that's kind of weird. That's heavy. That's like, what, what am I, why am I praying? Like, and I just, and I remember praying a particular words that came out of my mouth, and I didn't even know where those words, they weren't normal kind of phrases I would use. And I remember praying, Lord, if there's anything that veils your glory, and I thought, veils your glory, where's that coming from? But what does that mean? And I said, um, in this church, would you reveal it? I didn't know where that was coming from. And uh, somebody called me later that week that was in that prayer group and said, um, I've been having an affair with my boss for three years. This was a leader in the church. Um, So when I think of big ways, just God just reveals and guides and shows us things. But we had spent six months together praying. That didn't come the first time we gathered praying. We'd spent six months every week coming together and praying. And... um, and, and God knew that some things need to be dealt with in order for us to move forward in that ministry. So. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're, we're out of time, but I want to ask this one last question, and maybe if you could just give it in a brief sentence. If there's one thing you want people to know about prayer, what would it be? Yeah, I really struggled with, uh, struggled with that because what an opportunity to, to uh, speak on God's behalf to the church, but I think really all that I came up with, it sounds sort of almost feeble, but, but it works, like, and he commands us to do it, so. Um, I think that it is the most important and best thing we can do for anyone or anything in our life is, is pray, the very best thing. Sometimes we'll have a situation come up and you're discussing it with somebody, and, and they'll say, well, we can't really do anything. All we can do is pray. Do it. And it is the best thing. And we need to elevate it, I think. Mm-hmm. I know I do. And I, I believe everybody does. To the, That's where we turn right away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Most important thing. I, I think just echoing what you said, it's, it's vital to a healthy and mature Christian life. Um, it looks different. It doesn't necessarily mean it has to be some 
specific regimented um, thing that looks the same in everyone's life, but it's intentionally setting aside time to come before, to be in the presence of God, alone, without distractions, fully present before God, um, because then he's got your attention. And you can work out some things that are so far beyond, like as Colleen said, our ability to handle. Um, I think of Jehoshaphat's prayer in Second Chronicles, you know, Lord, this massive army is coming against us. We don't know what to do, but our eyes are on you. And so often I pray that prayer. God, I don't know what to do, but my eyes are on you. Um, may you bring your power to bear in this situation because you put it on my heart. You're inviting me into this. And it's a way we partner with God in his kingdom work and what he is doing. Um, yeah. And uh, it's, it's a marriage builder as well. If you've not prayed with your spouse, um, it can seem intimidating, but it will bring your hearts together. And, and the scriptures say, husbands, if you're, if you're at odds with your wife, God doesn't hear your prayers. So let's just look at um, that relationship. And when your home is in the right spot, when, when your home is centered on God, when you bring prayer into the marriage relationship, even if you pray totally differently and, and it, it doesn't matter, when you have a husband and wife and God in the middle, you'll have a powerhouse of his activity through your home. I'm going to close this time in prayer, and our worship team will come back up to, to, to lead us out of the service. Would you pray with me? Father God, this is your day. Uh, I pray, Father, that some of the things that were said today uh, hit home uh, were informative and encouraging and challenging for each one of us, and a reminder of how amazing you are and incredible you are and how much involved you want to be in our life, in our home, in our family, in our work, in our in our school, everything we're doing, Father, uh, is, is a part of your plan if we open our eyes and we see what you're doing all around us and in us and through us. May this church be a house of prayer. May this be a place uh, of your activity where we can transform our world one life at a time because of your power through prayer. And I pray this in Christ's name. Amen.